Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey there, ladies. Welcome back to the show and happy May. Yay, we are officially in spring and all of us say hallelujah. (laughs) I don't know about you or in your corner of the world. Maybe it's always sunshine and green grass wherever you are, Uh, but it is not like that here. And so I love looking out my office window uh, and just the trees that are budding, the green grass, just so, so good. This week, we are going to be talking about when you feel a lack of support and encouragement. If you didn't know, I started recording a few episodes on what to expect when you want to either step out into something new, into your God-given gifts, or even live a life of faith in a world that doesn't always support that. I started these episodes a couple of weeks ago with paying attention to what voices you're listening to. Last week, we talked about how to handle times when you feel misunderstood. And this week, like I just said, I want to spend some time talking about when you feel unsupported and you need encouragement. You know, I think back to um, a couple of weeks ago and just that first episode in this little series that I'm doing. And the title of that one is called Not Every Voice Gets a Vote. And that's really just talking about opinions and, and you know, how people think that you should be living your life or how you should be following the Lord, you know, different things that you should be doing, the decisions that you're making, you know, I mean, there's just not a shortage of voices and opinions in our lives, right? Can I get an amen? (laughs) And then last week, you know, talking about times when you feel misunderstood, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to that episode or even the episode before that, can I just humbly encourage you to go back and invest in yourself by listening to those two episodes? Because here's the thing that the different areas that we're talking about in this series If we're going to be honest and we're going to be vulnerable and pull the shades back a little bit in our own lives, we will admit that we feel these things. No one is immune to feeling these types of things. And if someone is trying to convince you that they never feel these things, they've never experienced these types of things, I don't know. I would question that. Maybe they're just not... I don't know, like they're just not doing anything for God. They're just living kind of a quiet life even unto themselves. But even in that, you can't tell me that someone has never felt misunderstood or someone has never needed uh, encouragement or just desired more support or, you know, just have it having to grapple with uh, the opinions and the expectations of other people. I mean, we are we are living in a fallen world and we all feel these things. We all encounter these types of things. But the heartbeat behind kind of opening up and having conversation about these different topics is to help you feel a little less alone, to help you feel heard, seen, 
understood to help you to feel encouraged and to feel supported. Like someone understands you, someone gets you. And and to also champion you in that even though you will face these things, you won't just face them once and that'll be it. No, no, no. Like as long as we are alive on this side of heaven, we will continue to face these things until Jesus takes us home, right? Until Jesus takes us to live with him forever in glory. Amen. And so if I can champion you in when you feel these things that you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not taken back. It's not unexpected, but I don't have to allow these things to force me to shrink back, to withdraw, to lose my voice, or just walk away and bail on the things that God has called me to, or even walk away from my faith as a whole, or even question God's goodness and faithfulness in my life. And that is exactly, in all honesty, that's what the devil wants. He wants us to to be discouraged. He wants us to be disappointed and to, to just bail and walk away. Um, I'm going to touch on that here in just a few minutes. But, you know, I'm thinking about last week's episode, When You Feel Misunderstood. Can I just humbly encourage you, in case you have not heard it in a while, not everybody is going to get you. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody is going to understand the message that you are carrying, the message that God has placed on the inside of you and that you are carrying. But you know what, sister? Carry it anyway. Carry it anyway, because not everybody is going to stand up and cheer you on. Not everybody supports me. Not everybody likes me. Not everybody understands the message that God has placed on my heart to carry. In this world, I have had to learn and I've had to grow in finding my my support, my encouragement, and my value and my worth, my holy confidence in that message that God has placed on the inside of me in the Lord. And so these episodes are things that, you know, they're taken from my own life. They're taken from my own having to walk these things out, oftentimes through trial and error and making mistakes and and having to learn and grow in these very things. And so I just want to give away in these episodes, everything that the Lord has taught me in hopes that maybe, maybe you won't stay stuck as long as I did in these different times where I have felt these things, that in hopes that maybe you will feel like someone understands you, someone sees you, and you will feel, like I said, uh, just a little less alone. So that's really the heartbeat behind these episodes. I have to say right away that this episode isn't going to encourage you in the world's message that, hey, you've got this, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. All you need is just a little bit more gumption. (laughs) Because here's the thing, apart from the Lord, you and I can do nothing. I'm grateful and I am unashamed to admit that I don't have all the answers, I don't have enough sense and reason. I don't have even enough inner strength to pull things off on my own because you know what? I'm not smart enough for that. And thank God that you and I don't have to rely solely upon ourselves. If I had to rely upon myself and, you know, like dig deep and try to stir up and and manufacture uh, enough strength and enough courage in and of myself to to pull myself together when I feel discouraged and I feel like I want to quit. 
man, I don't know where I would be. Well, I could probably say I know I wouldn't be sitting here. I do believe, however, and this episode will dive into it, that we do have a part to play in being encouraged. There are things that we can do when feeling discouraged about what feels like a lack of support or encouragement from other people. You know, as it, as I've done in the other episodes, I pointed out looking at Jesus's example in his earthly ministry. And so I want to start with that right away. You know, I think that one of the greatest examples that we see in him, in him modeling how to stay encouraged is when you look at his earthly ministry in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus often went off alone to pray and spend time with God. We see that all the time. He modeled that really well for us. And I would, I don't know, I just really believe that in those times of prayer and spending time with God, he was seeking encouragement. He was seeking some encouragement and and just, you know, a building up of himself because, yes, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. And I think that that is one of the things that we forget that, you know, the Bible says that he was tempted in all the ways that, that you and I are. Well, you know what? That encourage me, encourages me right then and there in that, that you know what? When I feel discouraged, I have a Savior who knows what that feels like. I have a Savior that can understand my, my times of, of just challenges in my faith and when I feel unsupported, when I feel misunderstood, when I feel like I'm just kind of disappointed and discouraged and I, I'm just feeling kind of empty and, and just really kind of tapped out and I just want to, I just want to quit. I just want to bail. He was fully God and yet he was fully man. And so I believe that, yes, I know that he was seeking God and just spending time time with him, you know, every time that he went away to spend some time one-on-one with the Lord. I believe that those times were were also times that included worship and, and just adoration to God the Father. But I also believe that he was seeking encouragement because, you know what, he knew. He knew the mission. He knew why he was here on the earth. He knew that his life was going to, was going to uh, lead him to the cross. And yes, he also knew that he would be resurrected and he would, he would, you know, ascend and be seated next to God, the father, which is great. And, and I mean, just that's our blessed hope, right? I mean, our faith hinges on that Jesus Christ is alive and because he is alive, so can our faith be alive. But he knew that, that he would be having to carry the burden of sin and the weight of that. He was sinless and yet he took upon himself the sin of of the people, the sin of mankind. And so I think that he needed some encouragement. I also see in David's example, King David, first he was the shepherd David, remember? First David, young David, the boy, young shepherd, boy David, and then who would ascend to be the king of Israel. He wrote many of the Psalms that you and I find so much comfort and encouragement in. In the Psalms, we can clearly see David was honest about his seasons of difficulties, disappointment, and discouragement. But when you read those specific Psalms, you can see he may start out in disappointment and discouragement, but he didn't end there. 
And I think that this is one example of how we have a role in staying encouraged, even when it seems no one is necessarily encouraging us. Because here's the thing, if we wait for someone to come along and lift us, we might be waiting for a long time. And, you know, I think that it's it's important to remember God's heart for you and I, and that he didn't create any of us to stay discouraged and to stay disappointed. Does he know that we are going to encounter seasons like that where where we we do really feel discouraged, we we feel disappointed, we feel a lack of support, we feel times of, of being misunderstood, and it's really difficult in those times, and we we do sometimes just want to quit, we just want to throw in the towel. He knows that. It's not a surprise to him. And so it's not that he's embarrassed by us or that we need to feel, you know, ashamed of those types of things. But it's important that we follow not only Jesus's example, but the great example that David left for us, that we may start there, but it's it's important that we don't end there. We might start there, but God didn't create us to end there. Of course, we are part of the body of Christ and we are called to lift one another. I always say if someone is on your heart, they're on it for a reason. Message them and encourage that person. It doesn't have to be lengthy or even a well-written message. Simple words of encouragement is most likely what that person needs. And here's the thing, sister, the Holy Spirit has placed that person on your heart for a reason. And I think that sometimes we feel like, uh, they already know, you know, they, they seem like a strong person in the faith. Listen, even those people that you see that are maybe like a pillar of strength and a pillar of faith, they still need encouragement. They still need people who will speak words of encouragement, words of hope, words of life into their life. And quite often they're struggling behind what you might see in the natural outwardly, you know, their positivity, their, their, you know, words of affirmation, their words of faith, their, their declaration of faith, their stance in faith. You know what? They might be actually actually taking a stand in faith out of their own need. Like I'm going through something and I am, I am choosing to take a stand of of faith and I'm choosing to, to declare truth and faith in my own life. And so outwardly what you see might not be a, um, a true, a, a true picture of what they might be dealing with or what they might be what they might be walking through in their own personal lives and the holy spirit has laid that person on your heart for a reason and so even though outwardly they may look like they're doing good can i humbly encourage you and even challenge you if they're on your heart message them anyway despite what you might see outwardly message them anyway. You might be the only source of encouragement that they receive not only that day, but quite possibly that entire week. And God wants to use you to be a source of encouragement and support in the life of someone else. Think of the times that that has helped you that you have been on the receiving end. The times those seemingly random words of encouragement have been just what you needed to help you feel seen and loved. Wow, that you could give away 
and be that in the life of someone else, what you have received and how it has encouraged and lifted you. And you can be that in someone else's life. Man, that is so powerful. David was someone who encouraged himself in the Lord. In other words, he intentionally spent time with God, pouring his heart out and asking God to help him in his moment of need. I have found in my own life of faith that the Lord knows exactly what I need to help me be encouraged. And in all honesty, his ways of providing that has been the most meaningful and impactful. When I've gone to God and poured my heart out, sometimes he uses people and other times it's what I refer to as a God wink. In other words, something specific that he knows will touch my heart deeply. And again, I just go back, I go back to say, if God has placed someone on your heart, can I just encourage you, text that person, email that person, send them a card. If you see them, you know, um, in your life group or on a Wednesday night family service at your church or this coming Sunday or whatever the thing is, go to that person hug them and say, I just want you to know that I've been praying for you this week and um, God has placed you on my heart and I just want you to know that I've been praying for you. Wow, you just have no idea how that could be so lifting and encouraging to someone else. So there are a few things that have helped me along the way that I want to give to you, that I want to speak into your life, that I want to offer to you as ways that I have encouraged myself in the Lord when it doesn't seem like anybody is really reaching out to me with words of encouragement. Because remember, I just said that sometimes people aren't necessarily following those promptings and reaching out. Maybe they feel uncomfortable or they, again, they feel like outwardly, they think that that person or even, you know, like someone like, like myself, oh, she feels like uh, she looks like she's got it all together. She, she, you know, she doesn't need encouragement. She's, she's just a strong woman of, of faith. Well, I am, and you might be too, but don't you need encouragement? Don't you appreciate when someone reaches out to you? Yeah. Okay. But what happens, these next things that I want to give to you are, are what happens when people don't necessarily follow those Holy Spirit promptings and reach out to us because God didn't create us to stay discouraged, to stay disappointed. So what are some things that you and I can do to encourage ourselves in the Lord, following the example, first and foremost, of Jesus and then what we see David doing in the book of Psalms. Number one is identify. What exactly are you discouraged or disappointed in? Is it a particular outcome that didn't go the way that you had hoped? Is it that you feel your sphere of influence is small in comparison to what you see in others? And can I just interject here really quick? I think that so often what happens, and I've seen this in my own life, we feel like we're like we're we're bearing some fruit in our lives, right? Where our ministry is bearing fruit, my just even my my life of faith, my life of of living living a life of faith and serving the Lord. Like I feel like I'm bearing fruit, and then all of a sudden you hop on social media, or you're in conversation with someone, or someone is sharing a testimony in your small group, and man, all of a sudden. 
in comparison to how God might be using that person or the testimony that they just shared or the fruit that you see in someone else's life in comparison to yours, all of a sudden you begin to feel pretty small. All of a sudden you begin to feel like, man, I don't know. I mean, I feel like what I'm doing or my my walk of faith is just like a drop in the bucket compared to that person. And you know what? Comparison, that is one of the fruits of comparison is it will always make you feel small. It will always make you feel less than. So is that the source of your disappointment? Is that the source of your discouragement? Or it may be for you, it could be that one person you thought would be a great source of encouragement and support. She just simply did not show up in your life. And that could be, that could be a source. I have found that if I can identify the reason I'm feeling the way I am, it has helped me to pray more specifically. Identifying what the source is also helps me verbally process it and talk it out with with the Lord first and then my sisterhood second. And I think that being able to identify why do I feel this way? When did it start? Allow yourself to kind of trace it back because like I said, oftentimes we're doing pretty good, right? We're, you know, putting our hand out there to the plow or putting our hand to the plow and and we're moving forward in the things of God and the things that he's called us to. And then all of a sudden, man, I'm not feeling so encouraged anymore. I'm not feeling so so uplifted. I'm not feeling so supported anymore. I'm kind of looking at my life and feeling like, whoa, I'm, man, this isn't going so well and I'm not bearing really great fruit here. Well, when did that start? Again, is it is it because of a testimony that you listen to? Is it because of a comment that someone made? Is it something that you've seen on social media? Is it through conversation that you've had with someone? It started somewhere. And so if you can identify that by tracing back and identifying when it started, you'll be able to kind of come at it from that point. So for example, you know, when when maybe I've hopped on social media and I've seen, whoa, they are like their conference man, um, I didn't attend that, but you know what? It looks so much better than anything I've ever done in She Rises and the testimonies that are coming from, from that conference. Wow. I mean, that's really something and so impactful. And sometimes I have felt like my ministry is small and it's ineffective and it's not having as great as a, of a impact as that conference is having. And so then all of a sudden, what does it make me want to do? It makes me want to quit. It makes me want to second guess if what I'm doing is is having any impact and and I'm measuring my success against what I see in someone else's ministry. Well, you know what? Success isn't isn't measured on on how on how um, I measure up or my ministry is measuring up to someone else. Uh, someone else's life or someone else's ministry. Success is defined by obedience. I was asked several, I mean, just several, several months ago, how I would define success. And it's quite simple. Success is, am I being obedient to what God has called me to? And if I'm being obedient and doing the things 
living my life and doing the things, setting my hand to the things that God has called me to in this season of my life, then you know what? That's success to me. That's success to me. So tracing it back, when did that start? Remember also that if the devil can't destroy you, he will try to discourage you. And I'm not someone who believes that that everything is has a devil behind it. I'm I'm just not I just don't believe in that. I do believe that he is active. I do believe that there is some influence in that way because he 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 wants to discourage us. He wants to disappoint us. He wants us to feel ineffective. He wants us to feel like we don't have a place at the table or like what we're doing doesn't matter or it's not as as impactful as someone else is doing and so therefore it doesn't have any value and it's ineffective you know and that is a lie that is a lie if that is you today if if you feel like man you nailed it and you are reading my mail today you know what that's the holy spirit quickening you to remind you that that is a lie to point that out that you have been believing a lie You've been believing a lie just because what God has called you to do looks differently and the the fruit looks differently than what you see maybe in someone else's life or the testimony that you just heard from, from someone else does not mean that it is any less valuable, any less effective, or any less needed in this world. So ask yourself this. If the Lord is showing you through this episode or maybe through your own personal time with the Lord that the devil is behind your disappointment and your discouragement, ask yourself, why is that? Why is that? Because if he can't destroy you, he will discourage you. Why does he want to do that? What is the motive behind it? Sister, there is something in you that he is threatened by and he thinks discouraging you will cause you to withdraw, question your faith in the Lord, or even walk away from your God-given assignment. I'm pulling that from my own life. I am being being honest. I'm being very transparent with you. I have lived that lie. I have taken that lie, you know, hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. I have taken that bait hook, line, and sinker. And I have allowed that, I have allowed that to trip me up. And that is the reason, that is the reason I go back to the beginning of our time here uh, this week. That is the reason why I'm doing these episodes because I have lived these out. I have taken the bait in every single one of these areas, hook, line, and sinker. And so if I can help you, I want to do that. And so uh, again, I know this all too well. I know this all too well. I have allowed I've allowed the enemy's tactics in disappointment and discouragement comparison to cause me to shrink back, to withdraw, to um to to want to quit, to in in all honesty and just kind of a, a sneak peek into next week's episode we're going to be talking about times when you do want to throw in the towel and you do want to quit. You know what? From a, requ- a recovering quitter I have quit some things and looking back, there were things that those were things that God was not finished yet. 
he was not finished with me yet in those particular areas, but because of, of discouragement and, and being disappointed um, through offense or feeling ineffective because I was comparing myself, I just decided, you know what, this is useless and nobody cares and it's not having an impact in the world and nobody's going to care if I even do this anyway. And so this is dumb and I'm just going to quit. Well, you know who won? The devil. The devil won. And so if I can help you to not take that bait, I'm going to help you. And I'm going to champion you forward and call out that lie if that is you. I think that this is one reason. Number two, number two tip that I want to give to you is community. And I think that this is one reason the Lord calls us to be a part of community. So let me ask, who is in your inner circle? Do you have a sisterhood who gets you and holds space for you to be open and honest? Isolation fuels discouragement and feeling unsupported. So often I hear women say that they want to be a part of a sisterhood, but no one invites them. And I get that. I get that. I am not throwing stones here. Again, I'm like pulling the shades back and I'm letting you into, into some of my own experiences over the years. I get that. I really do. One day the Lord challenged me in that narrative and he asked me how long I was going to sit and wait for an invitation. And then he showed me that he actually gave me the tools to build a table and invite other women to sit at it with me. That lesson taught me a lot about sewing and creating out of a need that I had in my own life. And, you know, I think about my friend Bridget, who also created something similar out of her need to have sisterhood. And listen, the ministry that developed out of that through her is she is reaching people reaching women i mean her target audience is is women who are in ministry specifically uh pastors wives and it was out of a need that she had to to be in community because she understood like being in ministry there are seasons of loneliness you will feel discouraged you will feel misunderstood you will feel a lack of support and because she was experiencing those things in her own life she realized, you know what, there are other women out there that are also experiencing that. And so instead of waiting for an invitation to join a sisterhood, I'm going to create one out of a need that I have. And it's, I'm telling you, it is such a beautiful ministry and how the Lord is using her to just create an environment where women feel seen and a little less alone, to feel loved, to feel supported, to find encouragement. Man, that is so powerful. So begin praying about this area of your life. If this is a need that you have, ask the Lord what he would have you do and for the eyes to see other women who are also looking for sisterhood. I'm reminded of 
the Proverbs that says, iron sharpens iron. I, I just love that. And the thing about, I don't know that it necessarily gets talked about a whole lot. You know, we, we often refer to that, that proverb in, you know, those are your inner circle people, your front row people are the iron sharpening iron people. But oftentimes when we, when we look at our own lives and we, we can recognize and see that I have this need in my own life, oftentimes we're looking for people to pour into our lives and to give into our lives. And we forget that, you know what, God created us to be iron sharpening iron, that relationships with your inner circle is a huge factor for many. And I also get that. I don't have time to get into rebuilding trust and putting yourself out there again. But what I will say is that we all have to heal from past wounds and move on. Because God did not create you to live as a wounded person all the days of your life. Because you are not a victim. I am not a victim. We are victorious. Victim is not a part of our identity. Victorious is a part of our identity. And I realize that that sounds trite. And you know what? I don't mean it to be. But might I encourage you to scroll back a few episodes to find the one I did on this very topic of mistrust and rebuilding trust and finding your inner circle. If you can't find it, can I encourage you that if that is an episode that you can't find and you're you're wanting to listen to that, can I encourage you to email me? Email me your desire to find those episodes and I will gladly send those to you. Here's the thing. Quite often people will reach out to me using Facebook Messenger or um, direct messenger on, on Instagram. And you know what? Those messages sit there oftentimes for days and sometimes weeks because I just don't get over into those spaces as often as I would like. My schedule just does not allow me to keep tabs on those private messages. But if you email me, you will reach me a lot faster. And so you can just tap the the, the link to my website in the show notes that that link to my website is in every single show notes of every single episode here on the podcast. And that will take you to my website where you can click on the contact me tab and just drop me a message of your interest in hearing those episodes. And I will respond to you a lot faster than if you reach out to me in those social media places. Number three tip is gratitude. I cannot express the importance of tapping into the power of gratitude because here's the thing. Gratitude changes attitudes. It's actually like a form of praise and worship. And it is an act of the will, right? Because when we are feeling disappointed, when we are feeling discouraged, oftentimes our feelings don't inspire us to to express gratitude, to express praise or to express worship, right? But here's the thing, your feelings were never meant to be the driver in your life. We all have those feelings. We don't have to uh, stuff them and and say, you know what? Oh, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fake it till I make it. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about here. Acknowledge your feelings because faith isn't denying reality. You can acknowledge them, but you know what? 
your feelings are never supposed to be your driver. They're not the one that's sitting in the driver's seat. So it's an act of the will. And if you are so discouraged and so disappointed in this particular season that you're in, that you feel like I'm kind of struggling finding anything to be to be grateful for in all honesty, you know what? Can you start by saying, I, God, thank you for the roof over my head. God, thank you for the car that I'm driving. God, thank you for the sunshine. God, thank you for the the warmer temperatures. God, thank you for being in my life. God, thank you for salvation. Would you return unto me the joy of my salvation? God, thank you that you love me. Thank you, God, that you see me, that you hear me, that I'm known by you, that I am your beloved child of God. And again, you might not feel those things, but that doesn't mean that 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 is truth, because oftentimes our feelings will betray us on the daily. And so our feelings aren't always reflective of truth. So gratitude changes attitudes, okay? Because it takes oftentimes our focus off of off of our a reason for being discouraged and disappointed, and it instead magnifies the Lord, which is is just so powerful. Number four, and I'm just going to wrap up these timeless tips, and they're kind of a given, of, of course, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. Worship, study of God's word, especially the Psalms, and honest conversation through prayer has been timeless tips for me personally. Outside of those, I am also aware of how else I am encouraged. And that is through just simple everyday things such as going on a walk, spending time on the water in my kayak, biking, working in my flower garden, or doing something that is life-giving. And those things might not be enjoyable or life-giving to you, but maybe it would require you to sit and think about what are some things that are life-giving to me? What are some things that add joy to my life and that are kind of uplifting to you? Know what those things are and use those things because they're important and they're a part of us staying encouraged. All right. So next week, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about times when you feel like you want to quit. We're going to dive into that because there's a difference between quitting and when God ends a season. Those are two separate things. Sometimes when God is is closing a chapter or ending a season, it's not that you're quitting, you're leaving, right? It's not that you're quitting, you're going somewhere, okay? So God is bringing an end to something. That is different than allowing a lack of encouragement and a lack of support or being misunderstood or even just the difficulty of being a person of faith to cause you to just throw in the towel and and just quit. I'm just done. I'm, I'm just so tired of this. That is not God's heart for you. And then after that, we're going to be talking about, I'm going to do an entire episode on when you feel fear, when you feel doubt, and when it seems like you have more questions than you have answers. So um, those are upcoming episodes. And so I hope that this is adding value to your life. I feel that it's it's just something that is, is needed. It's a conversation that is needed. And so again, I just want to champion you forward in all of the things that God has called you to. And these, these topics, like I've said before, 
It isn't just about your God-given gifts and the assignment that he's called you to in this particular season of your life. We need these, these types of conversations to just be a person of faith in the world, right? All right. So be encouraged and, and just know that I see you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing in you. I'm believing for you. Have a great rest of your week and I will catch you right back here next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.